Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. With Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? An amazing episode with, with I'm going to use the word, uncanny. Uncanny and brilliant and hilarious Dan Harmon. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. It was so dense. Uh, we, we covered about three hours in two hours. He just g- came to play. He was game for everything. So let's get that uh, to that. What is happening? What is happening with his intro? Let's get to that as quickly as possible. Uh, just a couple live tour dates coming up this uh, weekend. I'm going to be in San Francisco for Outside Lands doing two live stand-up dates. Then Houston, Dallas, Chicago. We just added Chicago for one show for the Chicago Magazine Culture Festival. Then Toronto uh, and then Utah. Some of those are live podcasts and all of those <laughs> that aren't live podcasts are stand-up dates. There's also a bunch of new awesome t-shirts on PeteHolmes.com as well as all those tour dates. The t-shirts, Petey is my homeboy, you got Prince, to Eat Lead Cobra, Piano Keys, they're all on there. And as we add new shirts, we'll continue to add them to PeteHolmes.com. Love seeing those out. Hope you can pick one up if you feel like it. And this episode is brought to you by our lovely sponsor, Squarespace. You know this one. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, interface, (laughs) beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. So try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code WEIRD to get 10% off. We all know building a website can be tough, and even if you know your way around coding, you know, creating something that looks and works well is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need one. You probably do, even though. So lucky for you and lucky for me, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. They provide simple, powerful, and beautiful website templates for you to work with. Not only that, hi Brody. Not only that, the templates are part of Squarespace's responsive design, which means your website scales to look great on any device, further minimizing the hassles of making a website on your own. Every website you build also comes with a free online store if you need it. Just need something minimalistic or and powerful, yet, I would say, minimalistic yet powerful. Their cover page feature also allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. It gives you 24-7 online customer support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You even get a free domain name if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up, go on Squarespace and make sure to use offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for our podcast. Thank you, Squarespace, for the support of You Made It Weird. Squarespace, build it beautiful. All right, gang, hope to see you in San Fran, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, or Utah. In the meantime, Dan Harmon, loved it, enjoy it, get into it. Hello, friend. Do you mind sitting here? That's the guest seat. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. How's your body? I are you asking because you could you could tell something's wrong? No, I just like asking how's your body instead of how are you. But is there something wrong with your body? <laughs> There's something very wrong with my body. Is there something wrong? Oh yeah, I like I really fucked up my I've had a bad back my whole life, and I just every once in a while I somehow fuck it up like uh, remarkably. How, what what did you do? I I know by the way. Can I add? Like, whenever I injure myself, it's something just horribly embarrassing. Like I recently hurt my foot 
because I was wearing the wrong shoes when I did a show. So standing <laughs> in the wrong shoes hurt my foot to the point of ice. Yeah. So you're in a safe place if it's not a good story. To the point of ice. <laughs> you're willing to sacrifice. Oh, I don't want to. The... To the point of ice, a story of my injury. <laughs> I always have something. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I've, I've said before, and I, I really believe this. It's not just a bit that if if I was a little baby soul in heaven. Uh, waiting for conception, which is where life begins. Yeah. Um, the if, and you and you showed me a list of things that I could have as my thing. Yeah. I would not pick asthma. I would not want. I mean, I'll take lower back pain. Like to me, that's because it's like, oh, I'm allergic to lifting things. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you don't have asthma. Mm-mm. You have lower back. Pain. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm. I'm really. I really lucked out. I mean, everybody's got to have something. Which brings you to to the wonderful point of like when you're when you're sick, mildly sick, obviously, but the kind of sick where you get to cancel plans is a wonderful feeling. I really like it. Yeah, there's something. I mean, yeah, it's like, like sometimes I think the reason I like drinking heavily is because some, the, the hangover is. I like, can't believe you said that. We were going to do a monologue on, on when I had a talk show called uh, "Hangover Is a Snow Day." Yeah, you cancel everything. <laughs> you have to eat like fatty food. Yeah, right? like, oh god, I got to go off my diet. I'm so hungover. Right. Uh, yeah. Like it's just my ultimate excuse to just do exactly what you wanted to do. It's a snow day. Well, I just and sometimes it, it can be an amazing. Like I, I'm I'm 42, so I shouldn't be behaving this way anymore but what i mean why did i say that who what is age i don't have a kid but uh the i i i just like randomly you just mean the cultural idea of well, a 42 the, year old yeah just, <laughs> you just mean the, the agreed upon archetype yeah that's grown I, man i should have moved on to, to yeah. like french films by now but you um, see you're stuck inside yourself and you know that you're just this thing right. called dan your body is old but er, yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to call you old. No, no, no. It's my body is my body is is it's the fenders coming off, the headlights going out. The the the. <laughs> but I, I um I I had a I had one of those wonderful like spontaneous like drinking days with my friend Jeff, and you know we we just sort of ended up you know drinking all day and and, yeah. and passed out, and then we woke up incredibly hungover. Because, yeah. And and then you know the, that's the other thing about hangovers is sometimes you're so hungover, not only do you have to eat. Bacon and crap, and and not work. But you also have to make the decision. The only thing we can do is drink more. Oh, I thought you were going to say vomit. No, I've, I rarely <laughs> do that. But, but then you start drinking more, and then you've got, and then you can like actually, if you're fortunate enough to have a life that supports this, yeah, like, you can just end up. Oh my god, we did it for another day. <laughs> and then you and then you pass out for that day, and you don't wake up hangover, hungover. Yeah, I'll give you know to join you in a weird uh, drinking thought is that like day first of all, couple things. One, an unexpected drunk is one of the best drinking experiences ever. I hate Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, amateur night, horrible feeling. I don't like the energy of people urgently pursuing fun right. because those are the hours that they're they've been allotted to have it. Yeah, but then everybody knows uh, an unexpected drunk. You just kind of like it's a Sunday and you didn't really have any plans, and then you meet your like reckless friend, oh, yeah. your Timothy Leary friend, yeah, yeah. who's like, let's just drink, yeah. and then you you end up drinking and it's wonderful. And I'll give you this. I want to see what you think about this day drinking. I haven't done this in a while. I haven't been drinking lately, but drinking. During the day, what? that was a weird pop-up. That was like me saying, like, I should be over this behavior. Isn't it weird how people want to inject where they're at and their feelings and the, to protect themselves? You mean themselves? the fact that you had to define day drinking as drinking during the day? No, 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 that I had to say, which I'm not doing right now. Oh, we, oh, we oh, love, oh. We love 
identifying ourselves and being like, I'm doing better. When if you had talked to me two weeks ago, I'd been like, I'm doing that today. Like, uh-huh. I, you know what I mean? So anyway, uh, you get day drunk and then you uh, nap. So I'm talking about like you start drinking pretty early and then you nap around four and then you go out and do a show. Some mm-hmm. of my best shows ever. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I haven't, I haven't measured that, but I bet you're right. Yeah. You know, what I'm, because everybody gets the night for their night, and a lot of comedians get their day for their night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're working at night, so give us the day. Yeah. And I, I refuse to uh, accept that day drinking is always bad, or solo drinking is always bad. Oh no! I mean, you know, there's. I, I was just reading an article that's like, you know, there's a there's heavy drinking and then there's alcoholism. And if you, I mean, <laughs> like, I feel really bad for. I mean, it's like like like, like when you're if you have stories about waking up in pools of blood and, yep. and they like outnumber your stories about fun times, just you know, having a good time. I ate the then, chicken. <laughs> yeah, I ate yeah. the entire chicken. I think I think then you're one of the, the unfortunate people that 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 yeah. And I I would I mean I, I my heart and my soul and my mind all weep for for um, those folks and and I and they the, I I feel they can't even be friends with me because I like what would that would be a terrible just I just feel like a terrible person yeah around them yeah. Um, I find you need to have a good group of sober friends. Or at least friends that are jerks like me that go alternate. Because like I said, I'm not drinking right now. And then Joe DeRose is a, a very dear friend of mine. And he's always like, ah, we got a drink. Why won't you drink? <laughs> like literally peer pressuring me. He's my peer. He's like, do one shot, home. Do one. And if I say no, I can't even repeat what he'll say. Uh-huh. It's like an after school special. It's like the most like degrading sort of language. <laughs> and I'm like, and I literally have to be like, you're peer pressuring me right now. And then Kumail and Emily, who I know you know, they were just like, we're not drinking right now. So we went for a swim. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's nice to have those groups. And it's dangerous to have a friend that's only one thing. Mm -hmm. Because if you get your act together, just for a week, let's say, and you're like, I I feel like I've been drinking too much, I'm not going to drink, and then your friend, uh, it's not Joe, but let's say it's Joe, because Joe and I can hang out sober, he calls, and then you associate that person with the vice. Right, right, right. Yeah, has that ever happened? Then you have to break up with that person. Yeah. You're that person. Well, I have have two friends, and we are are just the one thing. We're like the three musketeers of drinking. Jeff? Yeah, Jeff and Dino. And, Dino and uh, and so yeah and every once in a while like one of us goes on a cleanse and the you know that guy's just sort of out yeah <laughs> he's sitting a few plays so, out so, sometimes it's me sometimes it's, it's yeah. yeah but but the, I, I guess we've just adapted to that can I ask you a weird one well I drink because of the unbearable uh, feeling of just being alive sometimes I know that's I'm a happy felon I really am but there is a weight that we're all ignoring and then the drinking comes in in that in that in those moments. And I don't mean to be so thera- like faux therapist, but do you know what you're running away from? Uh, I think I, I, to tell you the truth, I think I'm running toward um, uh, <laughs> uh, like like a, a society. Like I, I feel very alienated and separate and alone. Oh, uh, um, and uh, and when I I think that. I think that there's certain there's some carbon scoring on my circuit board from some laser blasts sustained in childhood, <laughs> or or by or by nature, yeah. Um, that that have inherent disconnections and I, and alcohol sort of like you know it lowers inhibitions, which is another way of saying that it's sort of like it allows arcs to happen across circuits that are otherwise 
kind of um, go their own the certain path, yeah, and only that path. And I like misting my circuit board with a a, a conductive ah. fluid that that causes the whole thing to sort of like crackle. Yeah, it allows me to do hey, what a lovely image <laughs> to do what other people get to do kind of normally by my perception, which is small talk and um, just impulsiveness. And, yeah, and, and, and like I, otherwise, I'm just sort of like eating an entire chicken. I just kind of like you know, I hear my own voice in my head. I hear everyone else's voice in my head. It just it makes me good at writing dialogue, but it's very very quiet and lonely, and and I'm I I I just I want to like life, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess I am saying the same thing as you. Is like I'm I'm running away from like uh, uh, isolation. I'm running yeah, away from because regular life does feel a little bit unbearable. To use my word, it seems like we are agreeing a little bit. It's 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 boring. I guess <laughs> it's it's and I think I think that you know well, that's what that's what Bill Burr said. He's like when you stop drinking, you realize how boring. Everything yeah, is. I think I think I, and I think I will like I always I always say that I'm an alcoholic just to end the conversation because people otherwise you're in denial and blah blah blah. blah. But I truly I'll, I'll tell you that I truly don't believe. Yeah, I think I'm just an incredibly heavy drink. And I think I'm I'm over reliant maybe on on stuff to to help me get through. But I do think I will diagnose myself as a workaholic, and yeah. so I do think, and I think that I think that all that comes under the umbrella of like I use things to I'm trying to avoid something, right? I'm trying to avoid maybe looking at myself and like yeah. To, you know, like fixing shit or like just dealing with uh, you know other Complex, people weirdness. instead of instead of just having fun and you know right. Yeah. See, alcohol uh, isn't really fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like it a lot. And right now, see, I'm interested in like uh, a reason. Like I, I just got word about this project that I'm very excited about, and then like all of a sudden you're like, well, it's time to cleanse. You yeah. know what I mean? And that and that and now I'm in a place of not drinking. It's only been like two weeks or something, but I'm like, life is great, and I can be silly and stuff because I have this other thing in my in my furnace, this like will to live and be silly and be happy. And then when I'm not there, you throw in this kind of like artificial fuel energy, which is just alcohol, and that doesn't even really help me be silly or funny. It helps me time travel. Mm. <laughs> it helps me like waste a day. What is your relationship with with work? I mean, you just described it on one level, but like, are you, or what's your relationship with your career? Do you do you do you are you ter- terrified of like <clears throat> being homeless? Like, are you do you do you, do you feel that deadline? Like, 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 are you always trying to like build a nest egg and a four hundred one k and stuff? Because I, I have that really planning weird, for the for the cold years. <laughs> I have this, yeah, I have this like built in Midwestern thing where I'm I, I, I'm just terrified of this. the Jay Leno thing. I, 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 yeah, I, he's one of those guys. Yeah, that. I don't mean to say you're you're Jay Leno. That's no, I'm almost... I'm not orange, but but the, the... <laughs> I'm not orange. Yeah, but he yeah he doesn't spend any money. He doesn't right? spend his Tonight Show money, which is millions and millions of dollars and because also, he's worried he's going to be sweeping streets. Uh, yeah, and it th- I mean, and and I guess to to his to, in his defense, it's it is a compulsion. It's not based on logic. Right. I, I, I will say I think Joel McHale's the same way. Um, huh. kind of like he can't turn down. Work, yeah, because he can't turn down money because his dad was so um, just hardcore Irish. Like, yeah, you like, know, it's like, funny. Mark Wahlberg, I heard secondhand, is very similar. He's like, "Gotta feed the kids. Yeah. Gotta feed the kids." It's I, like they could eat golden eggs the rest of their life. Like they're yeah. fine. They're fine. I, Mark, I Sorry. feel like if, if I got to that point, I feel like I'd recognize it. Yeah, like Sam's, but you. You have the Larry David fear of I'm going to be homeless. Yeah, I and I, I feel like like I feel like I feel oddly enough like that the whole goal is it's 
it's it's to, it's to get enough money to like gain gain your freedom and just relax. So it's right. like now I'm 42. Okay, so I've spent 42 years like in pursuit of relaxation by working and and like it's really it's really foolish. It I sounds guess. like my my dad was definitely that way. I don't I like I'm happy to report that I don't really have that problem. But let's keep it about you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, I'm in, I'm in therapy right now, and I'm trying to. You know, and I think you know, she's always like riding me about that. Like, I'm because kind of, I'll just say things, and she's like, "Do you hear how you talk about your about work and like you you call yourself lazy and you talk about work ethic and let's like you're a writer, like you if you're not happy, are you making other people happy?" I'm like, "No," and she's like, "So what are you what are you doing if you don't feel like writing? Are you do you write well? No," and she's like, "What are you what are you doing to yourself?" Right. Well, you are in a profession where you spend a lot of time. The 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 reason I remember John Mulaney said to me, he was like, "The reason they give you two weeks to write a script is so you can do nothing for ten days and then write the script for the last yeah. four days or whatever." Uh, yeah, and it's which is why yeah, never give me six months because it's yeah. just it just means five months and three weeks of <laughs> right. I mean, but isn't that important? Isn't that that thing I quote it all the time? But Don Draper says you think about the problem for a really long time, then you let it go, and then the answer will pop into you. You're in you're in like. White magic, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're trying <laughs> to cast a spell of creativity, and we all like to think that, like, if I uh, if I show up every right. morning and I do my free writing, and right. then I look at the, what I did yesterday, and yeah, maybe it won't show up, or maybe it'll be horseshit. Like we need to relax. We need to give ourselves permission to be white magicians, yeah. and I don't mean white magicians. Yeah, and I can- <laughs> <laughs> like wizards, like yeah, grand, wizards. <laughs> grand wizards. Oh, yeah, wizards. Um, <laughs> this is just the best kind of wizard. Oh, wait, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they only take this clip. <laughs> Harmon and Holmes, white wizards, grand wizards. Um, the Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm, and I should enjoy the fact that I'm really indecisive about this, because how often do we not, are we not, you know, how often do we not know what the truth is is right now I'm like, I'm hanging in this space where I really don't know. Am I a lazy person that could use a little structure to how he works or am I a perfectly fine, um, uh, person who gives himself too much shit for being lazy. Mm. I, 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 is it is it is what it is at this point when you're 42, or or is it or is it time to grow up? And I, and I, I really but I could flip a coin. My, my therapist is on the. Is on the is on the one side, but I keep trying to explain to her. I'm like, you don't get it. Like I'm 42. Like I I didn't get this far by like. And and then I catch myself and I'm like, well, what? What did I fucking work hard to get this far? No, I didn't. But I'm 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 I'm. But at the same time, I I spent all that time worrying about it. Right. And, and so it's it's like you you just it's almost like superstition. You're like like well, I have a I have a house and I have a wife and I I have a, a life that I like and I spent all this time in an absolute panic. About getting those things, mm. so I need to now keep panicking, or I won't. I won't get into heaven, or what? Right. what or retirement, or whatever the myth is. Well, like Earth Heaven, um, <laughs> you won't get to like kick right. it by a pool a day that's never coming. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, you that. completely relaxed. Just being like, you know, I don't need to write down ideas anymore. Yeah. Sipping a margarita. Didn't Spalding Gray spend his life in pursuit of that? But I mean, isn't that that is one of the cheaper fuels that we have that runs the machine, which is panic, which is anxiety, which is beating yourself up. It's it's hard to transfer that to alchemize that into self love. Yeah. Saying I'm Dan Harmon, I've done these things. I'm not going to study other people's methods. Tony Robbins doesn't need to tell me that I need to get up and have an egg yolk enema. You can say you should be studying my methods, motherfucker. Look at what you've done. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. Look. 
we're, we could all do better. And if you're like me, we have these archetypes in our mind. My father, hardworking guy, comes home covered in oil. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he literally does, like smudges of it from oil burners. I just pictured him a little more sexual than that. Like, is he a Chippendale? <laughs> and now you, you don't know my dad, but I'm picturing Jay Holmes covered in a sexy, sexy coconut Jay oil. Jay, well hung Holmes. <laughs> take, takes off his bow tie, throws it on the coffee table. That's all they have to take off. There's not much arc <laughs> yeah, to it. Chippendale dance. Throws it across the room what, onto t- another pile of them. <laughs> Once you take off the bow tie, that's the finale. A stripper comes out in the three-piece thing. That's actually a fantastic... I, I don't know if that's hack. I, I, I think that's like a great sketch idea. I think that's like all a, right. Just a hunky dude coming home to his fa- wife and family. Oh, and, and like, take it off. And just doing the blue collar scene. Yes. Just, just doing the whole Monty Python like blue collar guy coming home from yeah. work. But it's just a Chippendale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to wipe off the oil casually. <laughs> While the dinner is being like, prepared, I'm busting my ass out there. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, now, that's now, funny. Now that I think of the dialogue, it's not that funny. But but the, the concept, if there's a better writer out there, you can take that. And yeah, write. it's free if you can write it well. <laughs> I think it has to be nuanced. It can't just be. It can't be what I was just riffing. I'm busting my ass out there. No, I think it's all right. It's gotta be. I'm shaking my ass out there. Yeah, it's yeah. Ter- you're right. There's there's real territory to be terrible here. Also, in a, in a, yeah, because also in a post Magic Mike world, it's like now it's less ironic, I guess. You know, I had a tweet, but it was genuine. I said, "What is the conflict in the Magic Mike movies. Does, like, another group of, like, rebel dancers come in with bigger bulges and Channing Tatum's like, this just got serious. Like, what are they fighting against? I saw the first Dry one. women? It- <laughs> Is that the conflict? These pussies are bone dry. Let's do our job. It's like, that's their global warming. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said yeah. there's there's strippers who believe in the, uh, in the va- vagina drying yes. and the, uh, <laughs> as, a, as a real thing, and then there's others saying it's just summer. <laughs> I believe in a two thousand year old vagina, by the way. That's just, that's just me. Or is it six thousand? Uh, so, Magic Mike, you were saying? Oh uh, well, it's, it's it's just one of those portraits of a lifestyle kind of movies oh, where see. it's like 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 urban cowboy or. Uh, you know, it's, it's just it, it, the it's one person gets involved in that world, right? And 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 the new guy. It's like it's like Boogie Nights, I guess. In that sense, it's not. I don't think it's as cool, but it sure. doesn't have to be because it's like these hunky dudes jumping around. But like, it's not like Boogie Nights. I guess I could just see it. Here we are, just two men discussing a film that exists. <laughs> it's not like we're hypothesizing a movie that could exist. I could just go see this movie, but I'm interested. Is it like a guy, and then he like. Hits bottom. Yeah, yeah. Like he falls there's a, away. There's a dark side. There's a dark side to stripping, and there's <laughs> a. I don't know if there's too much of a light side. There's like it, it's it's a, it's a it's worth watching. It's like, one of those professions. I'll never buy it, it I, and I can't like the idea that it's like no, they like it. They only work a couple hours. They make a thousand dollars. I'm like. You can't. You, I, maybe they do. Maybe they do. I'll tell you this. Wait. You, what do you mean? Wait. I'm not sure. Enjoy what, it. I don't. I don't believe in the stripper. That's like. Oh, that, I, that I just a, like this work. Or the porn star. I remember I did a, po- a podcast with, with a porn star. It was someone else's podcast, and I. I was so stupid. This is so. I mean, I go. Do you like it? And she's like, Yeah. And I like. If I gave you ten million dollars, would you keep doing it? Right, which is like kind of an insensitive question. I didn't mean it to be right. insensitive, and she just laughed in my face. She was like, "Of course not, like of course <laughs> yeah. not." But I would counter, yeah, I would say the same thing about writing, and I really enjoy writing. You would, I would not. Care. You'd have to. I might write like a poem about how how it's fun to spend ten million dollars, maybe. <laughs> 
I don't think I would. I, I can barely get shit done when I need the money. Like, I, but don't. I, this goes back to your beating yourself up. Isn't there some sort of ideal, capital I ideal, that you're chasing, which has nothing to do with money, which ha- which is you are trying to be a writer, which doesn't exist, just like cowboy or knight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm a writer, and writers beat themselves up, and right. they drink with Tom and Dino, right. Jeff and Dino, <laughs> and they and they blah blah blah, and they beat themselves up, and they hate themselves. And like, I feel like if I gave you ten million dollars, you're still going to go like uh, a movie about a guy with ten million dollars. Right. You know what I mean? That is miserable. I would, yeah. I, I think I would. I think I'd have at least one little one thing in me. Maybe because doesn't it salve you in the same way? I'm I'm projecting, but does it? Does it calm you down? Um, the idea of a project, the idea of something that you have to do, that you, an unwinnable game. That's a whole c- door to another dark corridor, which is like, do I... Who, <laughs> do your homework. Make love to me. Mom? <laughs> is that my homework? Um, <laughs> your uncle murdered your father. Is that true? Make love to him. No, no, that's, that's Hamlet. <laughs> oh, okay. I Sorry, would, I'm always confused. Yeah, how amazing would that be if you had an uncle that murdered your father? That would be fucking amazing. You would be. I would, I would trade the best father in the world for a murderous uncle <laughs> just to have that swagger. Oh my god! You walk into every every interview, every party. You're like, "What's up? Where's yeah. the Where's the Michelob Ultra?" Yeah, you'd always have an hey, erection. What's, what's with Harmon? <laughs> uncle slayed his father, <laughs> and at that point, it is a slay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an actual. It's a, like, like, like the you know the murder rates up, the murder rates rates down. There's only been one slaying in the last 500 years of. <laughs> it's his uncle. Oh my God, Sons of Anarchy. Um, the uh, so so. Well, yeah, we're well, going into the dark corridor. Yeah, am I? Am I? When you when you you, you when we perform right, um, you, you, even if we make tables or something, we're it's all kind of comes under the heading of I want to create. Yep. And uh, so there's that part of you that goes. You know, this is this is godly. This is like this is healthy. Mm-hmm. This is the best part of me. Is the part of me that wants to please other people, wants to provide, wants to contribute, wants to create. Um, and then also, isn't there the childbirth element? I, I understand that you can say that we're pl- pleasing people, and I like to say that too. But isn't there something that it's, it's pleasing you as well? Well, that's then that's and then there's the other part of it that is just purely. Oh, I see. It's like, look at me. Hey, look at me. I see. You know, I I made a baby. I made a poopy. (laughs) But isn't there a third part of it, which was just like it felt good to be floating in my own river? Right. I mean, I think think the truth is with all things probably is just kind of a general kind of boring, peaceful nothingness, which is like – there's obviously there's an impulse to the universe that would rather be than not be. And and we are all created from from matter, from that – a universe that that wanted to be that wanted to a be a singular point that so wanted it, to be. If we just hang out, if we just if we just go kind of as the Taoists say, if you just hold still until your dust settles and you become clear, like then, and, and, and as the Scientologists say, if you hold still till your thetans die and you become clear, <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to be more active about it in Scientology. Yeah, you but, do. Uh, the, the 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 something when you're clear, when you're transparent, is something then then something's moving through you, and it's like neither good nor bad. It's just like it's the just way, what you do. It's the way you should be. You're running off your karma. Yeah, you're being a writer. Yeah. Can you observe your life? 
can you just look and look, oh, is there, as Joseph Campbell, first time he came up, we're very excited to talk about Joey Cams. Can you identify with the light and not the bulb? And can, as the light, you look at the bulb and go, look, I'm a lower back pain having, beard sporting, glasses, L.A., show running guy who's miserable but happy, who beats himself up, who wants something that he won't have but might have. Can you just see it as as play as a dance? Yeah, we're, we're getting yeah. into the god part early. Yeah, I mean uh, the. I mean it's a it's a. I yeah. I, I have that ability. I, I, I understand. <laughs> you have moments that where you can do it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, and you think like, and I've been I've been meditating in therapy, um, and have been prescribed med- uh, meditation. Ah. Uh, which is so funny because it's meditation seems like something you do in your twenties when you don't really need to do it because like, you're because you're twenty and you're like and that's when you learn about it and you're like yeah meditate and then and then, right. you, and then you get busy and you start working and you stop and you're like well I don't have time for that because you need it so funny just this morning I, I I was meditating I love spiritual bragging I meditated this morning but I remembered Spirit brag. <laughs> I remembered this quote from this guy that was like if I have a really really uh, Free day, not much to do that day. I'll meditate. <laughs> what? what, what? That's not already funny. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, if I have nothing much to do that day, when I'm really relaxed, <laughs> when I look at that calendar and it's just empty, an empty day, <laughs> I will meditate for one hour. That's what he says, right? And then he goes, and then if I have a really, really busy day, a stressful day, lots of challenges and ups and downs coming my way i'll meditate for two hours and of course the twist there is that you think he's going to meditate for less because he's got to hit the bricks right, right, right. he's got to get the pound the pavement yeah that's the that's the i think there's some like kind of modern parable about that some 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 meditation guru talking to somebody and them saying like him going 10, 10 minutes a day yeah and, and them saying i don't have 10 minutes a day and i'm saying you you don't have you don't have 10 minutes in a, in a, in a day and they go no i i really don't he's like, then you need to do it for an hour yeah, because <laughs> you're 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 you're, you're fucked you're, you're you're fucked your universe is fucked like yeah. like, like that's the whole pro- point that's yeah, the whole yeah, problem yeah. create our own universe if you've created a universe around yourself when you think that you don't have 10 minutes yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, to to breathe then you need to meditate then, for an then hour. you need you need you need to go into e, the er yeah, yeah. of meditation yeah yeah absolutely which is a coma uh, <laughs> what flavor of meditation are you doing it's just um mantra basic no 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 it's nothing uh, there's no cultural flavor to it uh, mm-hmm. it's simply uh, just uh, it's more clinical. It's just like sitting and breathing and fo- focusing the mind on the breath, and so that your so that your mind and body are on the same page. I get so it. That, so that you don't feel like you're a mind using a robot to get around and and give it candy bars so it can right. keep thinking things that are because like that's a big mistake we make is we perceive ourselves as brains in right. in these in these body armor. And we go, I'm oh my ass is getting fat. My heart is attacking me. My you know it's right. like, this is you, this is all you and your and your brain is not it's it's where all the crazy shit happens but it also is happening all throughout your nervous system right. uh, and uh, going into every fiber of your muscle and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, I assume. You gave me vegan cookies for some reason. <laughs> this is new for me, so I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, no. I'm preaching to myself. The, 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 but, but, so the idea is just to, um, to, to just simply, uh, for starters, just get your t- task your mind with thinking about breathing, which is something that your body needs 
so that your brain and your body just go like, oh, right, oh, same guy. Right, right, right. And then the, it's pretty amazing how quickly that, that becomes transcendental. I mean, right. Because you'd think, geez, man. There's I, no calming the body without calming the mind. It happens together, which is crazy. Yeah, and then you just think, I mean, I, like, because like, I, yeah, I used to study that stuff when I was very young, when I didn't need to. Uh, the therapist has a, she just says like don't you know a thousand times your mind will wander a thousand times you can bring it back but I, I remember a thing that really helped me with meditation which was uh, it was a uh, I think a Buddhist um, image which was um, let the let, let let the thoughts keep moving through your mind don't hold on to any of them like use the image of lotus leaves on a stream yeah I just like keep thinking about that and then and then eventually let the lotus leaves go too because that's an image and I'm thinking about that but yeah, like, yeah, yeah and just an incredibly important like give yourself permission to, right. to, to keep getting distracted that's not a mistake that's right it's not like riding a bike and you're either on the bike or off the bike it's like your brain is active right you're just trying to focus on the you know, nothing right for a, for a little bit and 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 letting it and observing how distracted it is is part of the that's right part of the therapy and that's the the wonderful thing that i think meditation teaches which i don't hear enough people actually talking about when they talk about meditation is that it's teaching just the general practice of non-resistance when you identify with the thing so you're sitting there and you have a, a thought you're supposed to acknowledge it just kind of like a, a rowdy child like mm-hmm. an insolent child ran in the room and sang the chili's baby back song <laughs> and, you, and if you resist it uh it gives it more strength and if you ignore it, it gives it more – if you try to ignore yeah, exactly. it, it gives it more strength because then you're identifying with it and you're going like, well, I'm a guy who can't meditate. Look at this. Relax. In everything, everybody talks don't identify and don't resist. Yeah. And that's what you're doing when you're meditating. I see you, Mara. Is that the <laughs> the, the, the Buddha? Is that the, the Mara was the uh, – she was like a, te- a, a kind of temptress uh, – she kept. She just wanted to. She was just wanted to distract Buddha uh, while yeah. he, was, he was he was achieving enlightenment. Right. She, she would like. She would flirt with him. She would like. I'd like 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 physically inflict pain on him. Like, yeah. And, and he just kept saying, "I see you, Mara." Yep. Uh, not not get no the fuck away from me. Not uh, uh, more nipple play. He didn't. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just said, "I see, I see you. you. I see you." But that's absolutely right. It's it's uh, when. Richard Rohr, this friar, did the podcast. He said, when the Bible says, do not judge, he said, it might be better translated as do not label. Like, you just go, I see it. I see it, and I don't have, I don't need to have a thought about it. Right. Because that's the ego. The ego is projecting. It wants to define itself and go, I'm a good meditator, or I'm a bad meditator. Right. And it wants to keep you in the past, or it wants to keep you in the future, because it stops existing when you shut off your mind and just exist in the moment. Yeah. There's another interesting way of a, a model for, for about that that I've just encountered, which is like this old book that that my wife Erin McGathy, like um, who you've talked yep. to, yep, um, The she she had she read this book in high school. It's it's not it's not uh, it's not industrial science or psychology or it's called the Four Agreements that I've been talking. Yeah, no, about. I love Four Agreements. And 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 they talk about how um um it's it's it, you know about this big agreement that we all this flawed agreement that we all have together that consists of us hooking each other's attention mm. and so when you talk about the ego like it's also another way of looking at it uh, is like we keep we we we're our 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 bodies and minds are kind of designed to what you were just expressing um, experience a thousand things at once mm-hmm. especially opinions feelings. But also just experiences, yeah. like reality, like like just have things b- b- more than one thing be true at the same time. 
we're actually designed for that. I mean, imagine l- l- being a primate in the jungle. Like, like you're not supposed to like hyper focus on the apple and whether it's ripe or or whether you're going to have sex tonight. Like, you you're you you got to fucking like let the be part of the jungle of everything. Or it's going to consume you, yeah. uh, like, if you if you if it catches you being separated from it. Yeah. Um, because that's that's just the, the, those those are going to get we- strain you know weeded out of the DNA strain. Wow. Then we became as we developed a mimetic universe. We taught each other alphabets and we paved the streets and we have this culture. And it's everything's great because we're not like we're not totally killing each other all the time everywhere where you can see you can go right. to a grocery store and see another person and you don't even have to worry about whether or not they're going to murder you or so take that's, your food that's from a your good basket. thing yeah but, a preposterous idea in the jungle kingdom but we're living in a dream world we're living in a not real thing it's right. ba- it's based on this idea it's just ba- it's all fake and 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 the cost of that is that we. We focus on one thing at a time, and we think that it's bad when we feel conflicted, and we think it's bad when we feel um, just just things for no reason mm. and stuff like that. We think that that's a sin because there has to be order, and there has to be identity, and there right. has to be labels. Yeah, this this and like, reason. Yeah, yeah, like, like, and especially, and I noticed like the, I I think this is also like it's that's a human condition, and I think that. I think that the male side of our species is especially afflicted with that. The idea that you're that changing your mind is a weakness. Mm. When men men argue when men argue about movies, mm. like 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 they could be the the most beta male, like submissive nerdy guys in the world, but they you can see that that male like caveman mm-hmm. like just ridiculous unnecessarily decisive thing mm-hmm. no that suck no the new walking dead is bad you have to understand mm-hmm. it's like why are you like like this is this is why are we doing this it's right. crazy we live in a crazy cloud world where there's just sh- fun shit like floating around right. why why does <laughs> why does true detective season 2 have to be yeah the the either the best or the worst right right, right. Uh, I, i'm quoting a tweet from uh Javier, uh, uh, I can't remember his goddamn last name. I don't know. I, I did a, whatever. What I, I, just, I, I just hate when I say things that other people said and I don't credit them. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> I, he, j- he just said, he just tweeted that. He said, why does True Detective have to be the best or the worst? Why right. can't it just be something you watch? Or well, we talk watch? about this all the time because the the rational mind loves duality. It's yeah. a, it's addicted to it. And, and you really said it. And there's some, and I, I see it more in my father than I do my mother. Things are either a success or a failure. Like I'm divorced and my dad asked me, he was like, Peter, how do you feel? Do you look at your divorce as a failure? And I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, why does it have to be True Detective season two? Why does it have to be both? And I, nothing turns me on more my whole life than seeing two idiots, one of them could be me, arguing about Age of Ultron. And I'm saying it's stupid, it's stupid, it's stupid. And then you see them soften, uh-huh. like butter left out. And then all of a sudden you're like, that was pretty cool when they're all fighting together. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. That sort of compassion, that sort of outside of yourself thinking, that jungle thinking that you were saying, right. being like, we're, we're part of the same breathing organism called our stupid, depraved, kind of bare bones cult society, and, and we can lay down our arms. But, you know, this is why people love racism. People listening, by the way, knew I was going to bring up racism because I'm always like, <laughs> it's comforting to go, that's a black person, he's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, True Detective season two, and it sucks. Or, yeah, yeah. And this I'm, is the or, British office, and that's the American, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, when you learn those things, you learn those things when you're, you know, six, 10, 12 years old, and you start picking them up, they, they, they comfort you. These little, these that's ethnic, right. 
ethnic tropes, like 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 the ones that are. I mean, obviously the the black white stuff is more of a hot button, so it's less comforting. But it's it's um, yeah, but but say. we all it's uh, the whole like oh he's Italian he he's he, right. you know he's oh, la- he's a Latin la- he's Latin he loves fighting with his lover. And you I know do it what, all like, the what the time, fuck are like, you like, talking I, about? And I'm always like oh you know he's a director he's he's, he's that's right know, the, or he's a or this is why Star Trek I think is so calming because it's a different type of not racism but stereotyping like well and they speak so calmly and they're like Klingons right. always eat the bones <laughs> every Klingon eats the bones and yeah. then the Klingon looks up and he's like that's what we do and then you know circle of blackness closing in on them I was talking about this last night on, on Harmontown the, the, and the fact that the, this is this. I think this is the this is what we're facing right now is the fact that we um, if, if we're if we're in a tribe of 100 people and um, the the you were the guy that blank, you know, yeah. you, you were the I, in fact, I was also I hate to keep doing footnotes, but I was just having this conversation in the car with um, fusing two conversations. Why do I do that? I, because funny. I don't want anyone listening and going like, he's I said that and then he said that. I the, do that, too. I, my therapist calls them pop up. <laughs> yeah, you're having some pop up. The um, <laughs> but shout out to Spencer, who I just had this conversation with. But anyway, so now now and it's in me, your fantasy, uh, Spencer's listening to this and he's like, like thanks, Dan. <laughs> You're a good man, Dan. And then he signs love, Dan, on a, on a gift to you. That he it's, it's like that Steve Buscemi joke in, uh, was it Happy Gilmore or whatever, where yeah. he, he calls the guy. Oh, and he crosses the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the funniest. That's right. He crosses the name off, uh, um, your name off the list of people to kill. And then just puts on lipstick and, and, and leaves so back. so good. Anyway, so I was talking. If we were in a tribe of 100 people yes. and you were the Packers fan. Um, that would be an identity for you. Yep. You would be Pete Holmes, the Packers fan, and you would, and that's you can see that that individuality getting expressed on people's desktops and things. They put the little yeah. bobbleheads right. and the Dilbert cartoons, and they go, "This is who I am." But then we're in constant conflict with being dehumanized for the same reasons. We go, "You Packers fans." And then that's that's when we don't like it, right? And the, and all it is is just we're not designed biologically. I'm not saying we need to revert to anarchy a little late for that option but but right. we are not it's it would do us well to recognize that the bodies that we're using the including the minds in them are are have are 6 million years old if depending on where you draw the line and for about 99.9% of that 6 million years um, the environment has been completely different right. than a seven billion member tribe that is just sitting stationary on top of a blue marble, eating it and <laughs> counting down until the sun supernovas. Like, like <laughs> oh, we did God. not. Like, we, we used to just be like when you know that feeling you get when you get on a tour bus or you go on a field trip or you <laughs> or you, you know we're going to Comic Con this weekend and it's like I rented a party bus and it's like you feel like a migratory bird, you feel like a pack, you feel <laughs> yeah. like. You, you, your stress level just drops down to zero because yeah. you're just you're like we're we're ducks on a pond and we're gonna now we're gonna fly and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we got a reason and everything and everyone on the bus nobody's being bullied nobody's right. 
Nobody feels dehumanized. Um, you're, you're a clan. There's enough people for everyone to have a big piece of identity. I shouldn't say clan given our wizard jokes. <laughs> but, but you're a C clan, C L A N. And I think the key is that we're, we're being invited to do now because there's so goddamn many of us that it's bec- it used to be a useful, comforting tool to go, ah, the Italians, ah, the black people. Right. We are now being invited to go to drop that, mm-hmm. even though it it like it got us like the, the, this far. I guess like we now. Even it's totally counterintuitive to so many people, and the and and I was talking last night about how the transgender thing is like I think it's the skeleton key that unlocks all of this. I agree because it it is breaking a, down what you think is real. It, you can't you can't groupify the transgender movement anymore. That's right. Like, which is which is uh, you can see you can see detractors of it writing them off for that reason. Going like, why don't you guys make up your mind? Right. You know if I say this I'm offending this this person, and if I do that it's like you guys don't have any cohesiveness. You're never going to have a million man million man woman transgender march. Uh, right. And it's like okay, so th- now I'm, I'm just starting to realize after like 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 the it's like oh no 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 this is this is our chance the the whole point of the transgender thing is that each person is an individual Mm. it's not about recognizing a long ignored group Mm -hmm. it's not it's it it is because every single person has their own jam going on and that includes black people and white people and irish people and men and women i was just talking to my girlfriend last night about i saw this wonderful video about a down syndrome boy what man with uh who was gay so it's just something you never even considered. It's like he was like a very flamboyant gay Down syndrome man. And it was just like, oh, right. Yeah. Like there isn't – where's his mar- – that's a very individual experience. And you don't want to sit that guy down and ask him to explain Down syndrome or homosexuality right. as, except for himself. Right. You don't – you want to know who he is well, and, and, and what, how, what he had for breakfast and what his life is like. We have to avoid the temptation to extrapolate that and then go, ah, those gays, those, those retarded people, they're, right. like, they're like this. But it's interesting. I'm looking at two different ideas. One is that we feel really great when we're in a flock of birds and the other is you need to let the – uh, illusion of culture fade away and have a personal experience, which is Terrence McKenna. Well, you're, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost kind of fractally breaking that down because what I'm saying is going, th- like, there is no such thing as seven billion people. We can't, it's just a concept to us, which means right. we live in a, we live in an artificial universe because that's how we're actually supposed to function is that there's 300 million Americans and there's seven billion, eight billion earthlings mm. and, 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 when you compare, like, oh, there's a hundred of the UG tribe, like, or there's ten of us getting on a party bus to San Diego, mm-hmm. that's like more that awakens individualism. Mm-hmm. But then, what I think what you're saying is then focus in on the bus, and you go like, okay, but what about the fact that each person on the bus has to, yeah. also Oh, no- I see. That's how it's a fractal. Yeah, I th- I, oh, we're yeah. zooming in more. Yeah, I mean, I enhance. Th- and then you pro- and then you probably and then I guess as we started the conversation about uh, is that probably zoom in on each person's mind and you go you know each thought each feeling each right maybe that's what that Pixar movie is saying is like 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 you right. know, each of your feelings is well, I think yes valid like it's not it's not to be grouped in with your you know oh I'm a bad person or I'm a sad person or I'm a right you know. well we were I Kumail I just did Kumail and Emily's podcast and we were talking about one of the things it was actually a tricky topic to discuss I was like one of the things I don't love about the Fourth of July Kumail was saying when he celebrated uh, the equivalent in, in Pakistan he remembered feeling something kind of the same which was like it's it's dual by nature it's us versus them it's like it's our independence and if you pass the test and get to be a citizen you. You get to enjoy the fireworks, but if you're just visiting from Sri Lanka, <laughs> like don't feel too much pride in your heart. 
and I it, I can't represent this fully because I I just don't have it in me. But I do love the idea of us just being Earthlings, and I do think that's where we're headed. But things like fervent sports alliances, you yeah. know what I mean, or or even the two nerds discussing the movies, or anything that separates us. And pushes other people out of your heart, to quote right. Ramdas. You can disagree, but never push them out of your heart. That's why I think it's possible to be an American patriot. If there's any, you know, that's the, that's the there's that seed of, maybe it was always a dream, but we could make it real, is the idea that, that, that there's a meta component to American patriotism, which is that you actually are celebrating the Earthling thing. Mm. Because this is allegedly, in terms of a myth we've constructed behind us like, along the way, it, it, but myths can then become real. Like, like they had star- cell phones in Star Trek, and then right. we, we designed them that way. The, the, we decided as we were building America that, that this was the place, the hotel lobby of the Earth. The beacon. Where, where we would... Uh, uh, Abandon all previous class systems and monarchies, and we would just you would you would be it would be a meritocracy, and 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 then that just turned into the nightmare of money rules everything, and our natural proclivity for class systems and monarchy grew up out of money. So now we have a bunch of pig kings that didn't even earn it by divine right; they just earned it by their parents' inheritance. I want to murder them, um, but but isn't that a federal offense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to say that, yeah. No, no. I, uh, as long as you're not specific. private, private murder. It's not it's not government murder. Oh, okay. <laughs> Government murder is a federal offense like, to talk about. Like, 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 that's the, the private private murder. I see. You could. I could say I'm going to murder I'm you. I'm going to murder you, Dan. I'm going to murder you. And if you're if you're rich enough for someone to want to murder you, you have like you know you've got private a, security. Yeah, you've got a gated community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why they're not worried Br- about it. Brinks is circling your block. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, the but but that but that dream. You know, it's like like just yeah you know, that Fourth of July thing where the guy from Sri Lanka is visiting. On a temporary visa, is like feeling left out. I mean, it's like then you go like, well, wait a minute, we're all left out. Like we were, some of us were born on the rock that that we're on. But but the 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 idea of this country and the reason why we why you know the the idea, not the fact, but yeah. the idea is that it's the creed. We're all guests. Yeah, the people that are born here are guests, and that's what I think. Of, you know, people that are burning churches right now are having a very difficult time like, digesting. Mm. Is that this is not this was ne- this is not a, you know a country that belongs to anybody. Mm. It's it's like it, this is a hotel lobby. Right. This is a this is a a space station, and 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 per, you know potentially if we got our shit together the blueprint for the the earth model you know mm-hmm. um, and we, i mean we that give, is lovely I, as as a, as a myth as an idea yeah we give ourselves a very very hard time about it and so does the rest of the planet because we for the last 60 years have completely fucking in charge and it's feels good to vent some some loathing of this of this thing but the dream behind it i think is still you know, it's 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 so valuable that that it that it that it it, 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 it actually, So you haven't given up hope. I, 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 I think if it's if 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 things can turn around for this species, I think I have I there's a high probability still, I believe, of it starting somewhere in a one bedroom apartment in this particular nation. Mm. You know, uh I, I I I because we 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 have if only for the uncharismatic fact that we are so high on the hog 
that there are still people in this world who can get up out of bed every day and simply innovate and think outside the box about the collective right. and figure out ways to use the, the new technology to to subvert the Orwellian nightmare that we've that we've created. <laughs> um, I, I still think that person might be an American. It's a, you know, it's a, like we we can't get our shit together about 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 human rights. I or, feel like you're a real life Tony Stark. I feel like, I feel like if you shoot your arm out, like a, a, a bigger suit is going to fly in here. <laughs> Uh, I love Tony Stark so much. Oh, he's so fun. But you, you I mean, it's very, very inspiring and lovely. Yeah. Uh, I have an unrelated follow-up that I've just been thinking about this whole time because I'm just curious to pick your brain. The inability to express the inner life through words. Like you're talking about zooming in fractally on the individual. I was just talking to my friend Rob about this. It's like we all know – we all have some concept of mystery in the transcendent because we all live – like I, I can picture kind of like a like a solar system, like a, a, a body of stars inside of me that I'm constantly trying to share with Dilbert cartoons <laughs> and, and sports allegiances and all this stuff. But we all know that you don't know fully what it's like to be me. Right. And you don't – and no one knows fully what it's like to be you. And we, we, we send these feelings and these flare-ups of rage, strange lust, strange whatever it is. And then, and then we homogenize that and pasteurize it and send it through the ego and make it into a personality. And, and we stand erect and, and we go, hello, I'm Peter. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the, when what I wanted to come out was like, what does my poop taste like? Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Or whatever it is. Uh, do you, what are your what are your thoughts on the inability to express the fullness of your inner being? I, I guess that's that is we're we're all yeah we're all separate and um, the the idea of us being collective I think is you know that's it's it's like well we we, we come from a, a strain of DNA that's like you know at a certain point primates realize they should hang out together in a tree right. and avoid danger by a loose-knit allegiance to each other. Um, <laughs> I and, like you. I don't love you. <laughs> yeah, but they're very, very, like, me versus you. Like, 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 like that's where we get all of our political kind of instincts is right. that we, we, we're just, it's not, humanity did not invent that. Quite the opposite. Yeah. I mean, humanity actually is the species of primate that added the concept of compassion to all of this mm. inherently conniving, uh, uh, inherently primatological uh, instinct for just, just like getting what's yours. Yeah. Um, like the end of Jurassic World, no spoiler, really. <laughs> but after whatever saves whatever from whatever, they both should have eaten each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you saw it, but I mean, no, like, yeah, I spent a lot of that movie just confused about who. who I, I, it felt like a, there was a strange, uh, subtle message about racial purity in that movie because it was like the it, they kept asking me to draw different lines. They're like, oh, he's pure raptor, and they, they don't like the the, the half breed. The, the, oh, really? I don't know. I, I did, you know, because sometimes the raptors were like. They're they're oh they're good guys and then the and then the monster dinosaur would be like like oh I'm part raptor so to now be bad guys and then like, oh. oh raptors are bad guys and then the ra- and then the but then the raptors are like you know what fuck this I, I, and like, then there was the that hell? part where Chris Pratt looked into the lens and went eugenics yeah yeah he was like <laughs> think about it and pointed at his face he's like do you think this looks worse than Tiger Woods I don't think so and then it just panned up to a gold eagle in the sky although. <laughs> Ejaculating fireworks, <laughs> but the the weird th- <laughs> it formed into a swastika. There is something in there, but the, but that movies and, and lots of pieces of broad entertainment. And I enjoyed Jurassic World as a, as a fun time at the movies. But I do think there is it's always affirming our beliefs. And I think you might be onto something. There's something that goes like 
Yeah, if somebody's let's let's be weird. If somebody's part Russian, let's take a, like a not hot topic thing, <laughs> and uh, he meets another part Russian guy, they'll probably band together and kill me. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's right. xenophobic. It's a little bit. Yeah. It's but a, anyway, I, yeah, I didn't mean to derail the. the, the Please yeah, the derail. Idea that, derail. That, that we're all we're all going through something that that we can never communicate about. I think that that's that isn't that like sort of like the idea behind. Um, the the Om meditation, the the idea that the there's a there's there's three components to it. There's and I don't remember what the first two are, but the third component is like an unspeakable silent syllable or something like that. Mm. It the, 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 in in healthy Eastern mythologies, there's a huge emphasis on this idea of the completely unknowable, ineffable, mm-hmm. um, the nothingness. Like Taoism mm-hmm. is particularly huge on that. That 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 it is actually the thing you cannot understand. That's right. That you are for lack of a better word, worshiping at, right. the, at the feet of, as if it had feet. And, right. and, and kind of just 81 poems telling you over and over again, d- d- if you think it has feet, then you're an idiot. You know, right, 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 <laughs> yeah, right. If you think that some, some things are good, then you're just making other things Cut bad. to us in the West, yanking God, the idea of concept God, out of the transcendent into the real, into the physical reality and going, not only uh, is he here uh, with us, he's, he's like my water bottle here, he's like my Pert Plus, and we bring all these ethics in there and we completely understand all the mystery is completely lost and it becomes yeah. an ethical code. It becomes like a moral compass. And oddly, it has something to do with that, that, um, uh, the, that idea that you're circling about how like originally when we were animals, before we had consciousness, sentience, whatever you want to call it, um, or souls for you, uh, Pete Holmes, Christian fans. Um, the, <laughs> hey, the Christ, you know, culturally Christian. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the 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 um, the, the I, when we were animals, that we had, there were no real barriers between us because, like a a, a, a tiger eats a gazelle, and like. They don't, you know, you watch it and you as a human go, ah, oh, fuck, I was rooting for the tiger, but then the gazelle yeah, like, yeah, yeah. got away and now the tiger's going to starve because, it, you know, you see the tiger cubs and then you're like, now go get that gazelle. And then you eat right. the gazelle and you're like, fuck that tiger. <laughs> but meanwhile, those those animated puppets are yeah. like, and I'm, I'm offending probably PETA people right yeah. now, but but I just maybe just bear with me or, or agree to agree to not like me, but I'm using like a kind of a model of the cosmos. I'm not trying to say that animals shouldn't be respected but these these meat meat puppets, meat puppets. The, these 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 animals they are, when you they're not freaking out going oh my god there's blood all over my face what have i right, done right, i right, killed right. a gazelle like it's almost as if like all the, when you before consciousness as is described in the model of like eden it's like everything's kind of just you know, gets it's like like That's hey, right. we're all DNA. Like yours is manifesting it differently. So then, as you move forward into sentience, you start to have this separateness. But the the irony is, you also now then you move forward into the ability to communicate on a higher level than other animals can. But we we're actually communicating on a much lower level. We're actually like compensating for the inherent separation that sentience creates so it's it's like it's it's they're it's, starting at a place that we're striving for yeah it's like tatanka oh oh god damn it finally you know yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it like language is a very very limited channel it's it's like a it's like a cup on a string that we we had to invent because we imprisoned ourselves with consciousness this is a free podcast <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and and but but the cra- but here's the here's the real kicker. So yes, that so consciousness is a prison, sentience is a is a curse, or is it? Is that separateness actually? God's intention, this thing that in the beginning was absolutely unified and decided to become a tiger and a gazelle was expressing in itself, like, I want to be everything. I, I don't want to be, wanna be separate- nothing. Mm-hmm. I want to be a bunch of somethings. I want to be every single thing I can be. And it, and I can't do that if Pete Holmes and Dan Harmon can read each other's minds. That's right. I, I can only do that if they're separate people. And if, you know, Pete is 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 a, is a, is a, is a rapist um, hey. and uh, racist. Culturally and, uh, rapist. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It was a common. And bit. Dan Harmon's just this mellow, like intellectual guy who who's anti-rape, and 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 then they get together and they compare their feelings. And Pete's like, "I love rape." I, I guess. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been cheeseburgers or something? <laughs> All right, I'm I'm arguing pro-rape, and you're over there, and the thing gets to know itself by our discord. Yeah, it wants to taste itself. It wants to just roll a tongue with with a billion zillion taste buds over itself and taste life. It just That's wants, right. It wants to be it just and it can't be if it doesn't have sensory perception but then i would i think i'm not arguing against you i would argue then part of the journey is for the separate thing to awaken and realize that it it is that's an illusion it's separateness is an illusion I, yeah and that's what that's what reportedly happens when you you, you know take mushrooms if it, you know like yeah. if the, that that the clinical fact that like psilocybin kind of like creates that perspective that right. you realize you, it dawns on you. This is why they give it to dying people and dying people are like, peace, I'm fine. And, I'm not and, going anywhere. And PTSD people yeah. who are like, you, you know, you always thought when in the 80s it was like, oh, mushrooms, you're, you're a hippie so you take mushrooms and you feel that hippie thought. Yeah. No, the drug actually make, you know, a hardcore right-wing guy that signed up for the army and was happy to like, 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 like serve his country and has like a lot of strong like non-hippie yeah. feelings about the right. universe like, to, like, but who also is a Afflicted with like, you know, unshakable kind of psychological effects. Of, you know, you give him mushrooms and, on, a, on a therapeutic program, and he reports the exact same things. Mm. It, go, go, it goes like, oh my god! And then it was just like, holy shit! And I'm part of something. I'm just part of something. Right. It's just and, bigger than me. And Ramdas uh, points out that that is not a flaw in the system. It's not a flaw that you forget. He says that you're a soul, you take incarnation, you forget that you were a soul, and then you go through all your karma, and through that process, part of it is remembering that you were a soul, that's a part of everything. Which is the light bulb, looking back on itself and going, okay, I'm light now, just in time for that light bulb to burn out. To burn out, Because otherwise, that's me dying. That's right. And who wants that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) yeah, you you, you slowly, yeah, you, 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 you emerge from it, and then you, 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 yeah, you re- and you dip back into it too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is I think it's a, it, people talk about enlightenment as it's like this thing. It's like you're enlightened and then you're enlightened. But my experience is that you dip in and out all the time. It might be when you're on mushrooms, you dip in. Yeah, and then it might be a, 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 a random morning where you got the perfect amount of sleep, or whatever it is that you dreamt about slips you into that place where air is standing still, and suddenly you are looking at a speck of dust in the sunbeam, and you're crying. You know what I mean? You dip in and out. And then later you're calling your, your neighbor a stupid one. <laughs> you motherfucker. You, and yeah. that's all part of it too. And potentially if you could remember that your stupid neighbor is actually just this little fragment of God that's like sticking, emerging and going, ah, I hate, right. hate your when you leave your mail. And he's, stuff. Just, he's running off his shitty karma of being the grumpy neighbor. Or just even just, just, he's just that's just a little piece of the, of the life experience that that's God, right. God wanted to be for a second. It's because, just like that, this weird Mr. Roper okay. character in your life. Exactly. Because to quote uh, Joey Cams, 
who loves perfection? No one loves perfection. That's what Christ, the Christ story, here he comes and he suffers. And if you're suffering, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're not feeling perfect. You know what I mean? So uh, that, that, that introduces the topic that I was very excited to talk to you about, which is Joey Cams. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've been dropping them here, left and right here. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how I came across them. Do you? I do. I was, I was, because I was, you know, like most young writers, when you, the way you hear about the monomyth and the hero's journey and stuff is, it doesn't sound attractive to a somebody, the kind of person who who wants to write and create, because the message, the headline you're getting is that is that we're all telling the same story over and over again, right? And that's the last thing you want to think if you're this little, you know, Johnny Rotten of screenwriting, like right. like like you want to you want to be you want to you're the one. My story's different, um, and and you don't want to buy into that horseshit because it, and the fact that it's attached to the success of mainstream cinema doesn't help, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, the, this this constant connection to to as if George Lucas was the one who cracked the code or right, something. Right, right, right. Um, and, and so I, like most young writers, it's like, I'm not going anywhere near that. Uh, the people that are telling me that this is great are always wearing suits and sweaters and, uh. and they're not writers <laughs> and they're like giving me these Christopher Vogler books and readings. And so I, I, so I avoided it, avoided it. And I was writing Monster House and I could not, you know, I just, it was my first experience really trying to write something well and just failing. I just didn't know how to write it. I didn't know what should happen next. And I, not to learn how to write story, but just to research Halloween, I started like doing internet searches. I think this is pre Google. Uh, I inter- I internetted the word. Yeah. Uh, Did you uh, ask Jeeves? <laughs> I think I probably asked Jeeves. Did you crawl on the web? <laughs> I, I thought web crawler was going to the top, baby. That yeah, was, yeah, probably was web Alta Vista. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I looked around for um, the significance of Halloween, the 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 the, the origins of it and stuff, because I thought maybe there'd be something there. Yeah, because um, it was a trick trick or treat movie for uh, kind of a kids horror movie. The um, and I so in looking around for the origins of Halloween, I landed on a a explanation of the origins of Halloween, the significance of Halloween, that happened to be given by Joseph Campbell at some, like, I think he did, like, a, a mass, a, a, like, like around Halloween or something mm-hmm. like that. Was some, and I was like, okay. And so I listened to it and just, he, you know, and within the that half hour of him explaining Halloween, it was so clear that this guy is not a guy who who's who was going to make me a hack. Uh, <laughs> Quite I, the opposite. If, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, this. Uh, okay, so this he's is, the juice. So then I, yeah, then I'm like, okay, I can I can read this guy's book and I can figure this stuff out. Then I just became obsessed. Yeah. And I, I like, what did we, you start with? I, I, if you're a dummy like me, you started with the DVDs. I start well, the Power I, of Mid DVDs. Yeah, I had seen I had seen those. <laughs> oh, you had, and uh, yeah, and 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 I also. I think the very first thing was a girlfriend of mine at the time gave me a, just a little tiny pocket, uh, The Power of Myth, which is just sort of like – I think yeah. it's like kind of highlights from those Moyers interviews. Oh, OK. Um, I'm, I'm emphasizing this because there's no shameful way to get into Campbell. And if you, if you just pick Hero of the Thousand Faces off the shelf and open it up to any page, you are going to bounce off it like a piece of hard wood because yeah. it's very dense. It's the densest book. He's, I'm so happy that you said that because whenever I meet another cam head – just made that up <laughs> uh, – I'm worried that they breeze through. Th- I read that book – one leaf at a time, yeah. like two pages. One paragraph. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. one I, paragraph. I, I, but it takes me all night to go through two pages, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, fuck, I'm done reading. Yeah, I mean, it's like, he's a he's he's not, he's yeah, he's not Stephen King. He's no. Like, he's not writing for, uh, 
for yeah for, that's the, why, for bathtubs. No, that's why unless you're there to kill yourself because you don't understand anything. <laughs> but the idea of the power of myth is, is a dialogue where he's trying to explain it, and that's when he re- reached uh, pop acclaim. Like he transcended the intellectual scene into the popular scene. But Hero with a Thousand Faces is remarkable. I've read about twelve pages of it. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Like I'm starting at the beginning, and I'm and I'm probably on page twenty. I just jumped up eight pages. But uh, there's always wonderful things that you're highlighting. And you're like, holy shit, yeah. Young and Freud and dreams and myth, and and you're like, this is amazing. And he's just saying it like it is. And then your brain hurts. Yeah. As my friend says, you get the spinning rainbow wheel of death, like the Mac thing. Yeah, and there's and then there's. I mean, I've read that thing cover to cover, not not in a long time, but I've in my life I've read yeah. it, I've read it I've read the whole thing like a, a few times, which was a big period of my life was just obsession with. Mm. I went from not being able to write Monster House to to learning how to write, which actually just meant writing even less than ever because I became obsessed with codifying the, this process. This, mm. this, I was like, well, this is, this is real. Because reading about it, I, I was like, well, I'm a guy who's absolutely resistant to all this my entire life. I've never encountered any of it. And everything that I've ever written since the age of six is like following these rhythms and stuff. So this is, this mm-hmm. is a real thing. And this needs to be, I just selfishly thought, can I remove the the I don't know what to do next out of writing? I, spoilers, no. But um, <laughs> the 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 I in pursuit of that just simple Henry Ford pursuit of laziness. That, that like, like can I can I can I? <laughs> the assembly line was a lazy move. Yeah, it's I don't want to tighten the bolts. <laughs> Get one guy tighten the bolts, pay him a penny, and because he's a bolt tightener, he's not a car maker, and he's a Packers fan. Um, and then you you go home and just like yeah, yeah. sleep. Um, <laughs> the yeah, can you do that with the story process? Can you just go? Oh well, I, I've got it. It's a it's a mathematical thing. There's a paint by numbers version of story, and I just became absolutely obsessed by it. And I was right. just, I mean, I, it was it was it was it was weird how obsessed I became. What about I think it. is interesting though is we're talking about the formula of the hero's journey, which we, we could explain more in depth, but we don't necessarily have to. You could go to Campbell if you want that. Is the idea that these things that are formulas, you think that sounds like where creativity isn't, mm-hmm. but you forget that, or at least I did. Every movie that you love and tricks you, you know, mm-hmm. that, that hooks you, that you go, he's not going to make it. Right. He's, it's, it's worse than it was before. It's, it's not a hack for him. No, no. Well, what it is it's is a it's, good form. It's how we, it's not even a, it's how we, it's the shape of information that affects us. Mm. It, it, it's, it's the phone book. That's what I became obsessed with. Why is the phone book not a story? Now, some people would go, the phone book is a story. Look at that. Richard Jenkins. Um, uh, what's he like? No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's you saying the phone book is an invitation to, is it, it could be an inspiring tool yeah, yeah, yeah. for you to, the phone book is clearly not a story. Now, then you go like, okay, is a Madonna video a story? Is a dream you're describing a story? A po- is the, the once was a man from Nantucket? You know, is that what do we mean when we say story? Uh, because whatever the answer to that is, it is it is the shape of information that 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 can change us. Remember, you talked before about two people talking about Age of Ultron, and then one person softens. Mm-hmm. That person like was taken on some kind a of journey a journey and they and they th- gave they were able to give themselves permission because humans are at, like we survive through 
stagnation. We have to protect the way things were yesterday. Mm -hmm. We can't just wake up every morning and go, now what do we do? Mm -hmm. Forget yesterday. We have to wake up every morning and go, the alphabet is still the alphabet. We're not, A isn't Z, otherwise we're not, just everyone's going to take the wrong medication and die. So, so (laughs) it is from the, from the, from the age of grass huts, we have had, have been particularly invested in, in the protection of yesterday. So how do you combine that with, at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, how do you combine that with the idea that we need to change? The, the, The strain of DNA that we represent is the absolute cutting edge, the forefront of of DNA's uh, philosophy of, um, of 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 laying weird bets. Like hummingbirds have beaks that are that just got refined to to suck on that one flower. If that flower goes extinct, hummingbirds are fucked. Like it, it, it humans are, represent a different approach to evolution, which mm-hmm. is going down that path of like let's create a thing that can live anywhere, and let's create a thing that can run from famine, that can that can migrate, but also like it can do anything. Thing. Like let's let's follow let's experiment with that philosophy instead of making the horse's neck longer to reach that 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 leaf mm-hmm. and making a fucking giraffe, which I hate. <laughs> the um, <laughs> fuck fuck giraffes. Um, no one's opinion the, except yours. Yeah. <laughs> fucking giraffes. And and so the and so the answer I think is is th- th- that is why I think it goes to like genetic. Like, I think that we genetically exist as a library of the same story over and over again. For us, it goes back to the amoeba. For a current amoeba, that, st- that story doesn't exist because they clearly stuck to their shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like the, uh, there are amoeba right now, and they represent a strain of DNA that was like b- being an amoeba like works. And I, if they could, you could somehow endow an amoeba with a typewriter and 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 say, "Tell me what kind of story you like." They're gonna go, "Oh, that's easy." Once upon a time, a fucker stuck to his shit, and the <laughs> end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. happily. <laughs> Ever after forever and word like, like 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 and and so then you ask the the multicellular organism you're yeah. like like okay now you tell me what story you like and it's like well once upon a time there's a you know there was a little bit of change but then you know take it easy <laughs> the end uh, and so then you keep moving forward and forward and and what you you arrive at humanity and what we like is <laughs> take it easy <laughs> once upon a time things were the way they were but. For this impulse, for this white rabbit that you follow, this this idea, this this God speaking to you, this accident, this 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 thing in the air, this something's not right. Right. And and a hero is not, as we've come to call it, a a, a great person. It's yeah. it's a it is a entity that is blessed and cursed with the role of subverting. Yeah. Just, just like that little one person, that catfish, that 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 catalyst that mm-hmm. has to suffer or enjoy the stirring of 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 a of a of a, of a species that needs to keep changing or it will die. Mm. Especially once we start, when we became sentient, we took over the the Darwinian way of improving ourselves. We and, and there, there, then we started advancing even faster. So we had we our brains that were formed of that DNA. They're made out of that philosophy. Mm. The computer's operating system is built on the principle That's right. that is locked in our every cell in our body, which is change is is really 
important. Right. It is not a. It is neither to be taken for granted. It should be. It, it, there's a good, a tremendous amount of resistance to it, and that's how you know it's valuable. But it's also dangerous, and and it, we just sort of worship it. We and, worship change. Right. And then you get help along the way. I mean, like your elders yeah. and all this sort of. Yeah. It's this all process of 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 yeah of of yeah. Those are the cultural like kind of manifestations of it when you're telling an actual story about like yeah some guy that goes and slays a giant or whatever. It's like right. yeah the threshold guardians and the and the and the mentors and all these things. But really a story is as simple could be as simple as once upon a time there was a there's a little piece of popcorn that, that refused to pop and it's the reason why sometimes you 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 can still plant popcorn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that how popcorn works? Is the unpop- you can plant it. You can you can take an unpopped uh, I like crunching on it myself. What's it, what is it, like if you pop of all the popcorn popped then we'd run out of popcorn. You have to take those oh, unpopped yeah, yeah. corns and you have to go plant them in the popcorn field. <laughs> That's how much I understand about the earth. You go, this is the corn. <laughs> this is the popcorn. And I'm just picturing big ears of popped corn. I always like, there's always that inevitable point when I'm, ra- when I'm raving about like uh, spirituality and, 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 and like, Joseph Campbell stuff. And then, the, and then I, I reach for a metaphor and, and reveal that I'm an absolute uh, man child. No, like, no. I don't know where pasta comes from. I don't, <laughs> like, does it grow in a pasta there's tree? egg in it? I don't know. <laughs> Like wheat and water. Like, oh, of course you understand, but Joseph Campbell, you don't know how to tie your shoes. You <laughs> you sat in a corner and. Well, you're using the ram that um, most people use to know where pasta comes from to understand Joseph Campbell, which I think is a fair trade. We've got enough people that know how to make. Pasta. Yeah, someone else can tie my shoes, especially if you know enough about Joseph Campbell to get rich, bitch. <laughs> you tie my shoes. I'm a hero. <laughs> what did Joe uh, Joseph Campbell do for you spiritually? How were you raised? Well, you know, I was I was raised Lutheran. Specifically, I was raised the in a, sexiest the, one. The, yeah, yeah, Luther. The the I was I was really particularly raised in a home that was like not super church going. Um, we experimented with it, but you could tell nobody really liked going to church. And yet, my mom was sort of obsessed with just sort of the sort of superstition aspect of religion. Where if I use the Lord's name in vain, if I you're gonna like hurt yourself. Yeah, bro. and if I would if I would like break a flower pot, she wanted to know who broke the flower pot. She would, she would I would go you know you do the little kid thing and give it a shot. Like I didn't do it, but then my my mom would like get out a Bible and say like we swear on the Bible that you didn't do it, and it worked. Like I yeah. I was so I was infused like a lot of people are in the in the Western world with a, like a sort of like there was a there was a <laughs> what g- if you put your hand on the Bible and went I swear I didn't do it and your eyes just turned perfect black. <laughs> I didn't do it. My mom would seriously tell me that I, 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 I don't want to vilify my mom, but, 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 but like, I just, you know, like, these are the things I remember. My mom did a lot of great stuff too. She, she, but, but, but my mom would tell me, she goes, do you know, do you, do you know what spontaneous combustion is? Have you ever heard of it? And I said, no. And she said, these are people that walk down the streets and they just all of a sudden they'll burst into flames. It's really weird. It's a, there's newspaper articles about it, which by the way is not true. The, but, but have I, we disproven that? Um, well, it's spontaneous combustion is basically people falling asleep in an unventilated room with a cigarette in their hand. Oh, okay. And they, and it's, it's just a very specific set of circumstances it's that fairly spontaneous that creates a, a very, it's actually, it's actually quite, like long and drawn out way of burning to death that that but when you find the body it looks like it exploded oh, it, looks, okay. it looks like because you're basically finding like a black skeleton with like ash everywhere definitely just, the coolest way to die from smoking it, it, it's definitely the coolest illusion because it looks like you're just Gandalf or something like that but the truth is the worst it's like you're just an alcoholic that fell asleep smoking yeah, and like oh. so your, your lard slowly rendered um, anyways <laughs> 
<laughs> so no one's ever been walking down the street and burst into flames. But my mom told me that, yeah. and, she, and I bought it because I was eight. And you know, I didn't ask her. I didn't. There was no Wikipedia. Yeah. They, and 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 I and she said, you know, that just that just happens. It's funny, isn't it? And it's like, you know, I think that there, there is a God, and this. So there was a God was a boogeyman for me growing up. Yeah. And and so like most kids for whom God was a boogeyman, you then go through your atheist stage, which I found boring. And became agnostic, and which I then found even more boring because mm. it's like, oh, I haven't finished the game yet, but I'm I'm folding. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> like like you know, I did, the, the the the. So then I got really into in high by high school. Then I was like, okay, the, like I want everything, but I didn't include really Christianity. Mm. I include Judaism because it was like, okay, that's the machine language and the Christianity is built on. So it's basic. I, I, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to study Judaism. <laughs> we were C plus plus, and I studied Christian, Hinduism plus, plus. and Taoism and, and 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 all that stuff. And I went through that phase in high school. Um, so to answer your question, what Campbell did for me is it was it was you know I was 25 or something like that, 24. And I had made it that far. as just sort of like I was that guy. Most people, I mean, that's that's where most people are. I think as you go, like, oh, I, I've read some stuff about Buddhism and Hinduism and Taoism, and what I've learned is that is that Christianity's full of shit because I grew up in Wisconsin and my parents were full of shit, and and evangelical Christians are full of shit, and the, you know, and you kind of so you have this sort of decidedly tainted self-loathing kind of christian uh, aversion mm-hmm. um and so campbell among other things like is a guy who seems to have like a 350 iq who's also a i don't want to use the word devout because that conjures all kinds of negative things but but like a, a committed catholic he uh, was yeah i, I never mean, knew well, that i don't know much about his personal life. i mean he was a he was an altar boy and he i mean he he would he would be invited to do mass and stuff even though he he's he, you know he's sitting at a table with priests and things who are like he campbell knows that god is a character of a, a fake thing and he i mean he knows the, the he knows that he can name the mesopotamian god and the sumerian god that were merged to form yahweh you know yeah, it's sure. like oh this is god, yeah this is way and, <laughs> and, and jimmy yeah johnny way but he kept but his but he but he remained a catholic and he him explaining like like th- th- that is is what awakened me to the to the second half of my spiritual life which is like oh just because a bunch of dumbasses are Christian doesn't mean that Christianity has no value mm-hmm. the or or Judaism or any of these like sort of like the, the the Western religion set that we kind of as if we're hip then we're we're sort of we sort of feel required to go like eh, this feels kind of garbagey well culturally it's become manifested as garbage mm. um, but the I, the idea of a it's like smooth know, jazz <laughs> and you're like put Miles Davis. I mean, he knew, as you said in the beginning, you're like, like, well, can you, can you play? Can you play the, can you, can you look at who you are and play? And Campbell's just obsessed with this idea of transparency versus blocking the light. And, and he explained that the role of religion is supposed to be, and more primitive religions understood this, but as religion like gained real power in society, as the churches became the tallest buildings on the skyline, um, the, the idea of the, of religion as newspaper, Started to develop, which is which is anti 
spiritual. I was it's, actually going to say it's anti-Semitic, which is not in the, <laughs> not in the traditional way, but the Semitic way of it thinking. is. It is anti-Semitic. It's in the, anti-Semitic yeah, the because Judaism has survived like it, it, like like it has more integrity because it hasn't franchised like McDonald's. Yeah. It, there is a there is an emphasis on community efficacy and pragmatism mm-hmm. that is it, Judaism is more compatible with modern society. Ironically, it being the first covenant with a monotheistic God that was formed, it has it has survived the thing that was built on top of it that turned into like, oh, let's make money off of this. Mm. And, and not to offend any Christians listening, but again, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the modern church. I'm talking about the American uh, 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 embodiment of Christianity, which which I'm, I'm sure anyone listening to this show would agree is not it's not Christian, right? I think everyone knows that if Jesus came back and like and, and was and sat down with anybody. Then he organized like. What is this all about? He'd be yeah. like, "Are you kidding? Let me run down the list of shit you're doing wrong. Did you did you hear anything I said? Right. Did you watch what I did? Right, right, right. Did you what what part of me uh, having the option of dying or living, uh, and choosing dying, um, and and it hurting? D- what part of me doing that d- led you to believe you should?" burn down a black person's church yeah what part of that do like like how are you suffering yeah. like, like, like how are you choosing like the transcendence over your selfishness by by being so proud of being christian that you that you that you think you need to protect it from from interlopers that's not what i did and mm. stop going to that uh uh money changing uh temple thing that goddamn i have one bad day all i mean stop going to that as an example yeah yeah it's not like everyone's just like Oh, he said he comes. It's these two things. Like when he comes back from the desert, and go. He says he's bringing a sword. Yeah, he's right. bringing a sword to distinguish the shitheads from the. Right. You know, he's he's going to get decisive from that point in his life. Um, he's going to discriminate now. I love. I actually, that's on. one of my favorite verses. Actually, he says, "I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. I came to turn brother against brother." But the more evolving I try to do the more friends I lose the more brothers I you know what I mean so I, I think I understand yeah he's like well it's, it's, that's the that is the second half of a of a of a of a of a, of a, of a, of a story he's going through yeah. he goes out to the desert and he gets tempted right that's three ways what, yep. and, it, and then he when he comes back he's like it's time to get hands on. Like if I just if I just keep disciples. drifting and being reactive yeah. to everything, like I'm just walking around being a like a like a the fun part of just I'm just I've been Kurt Cobain. I've just been right. kind of walking around. I'm just a realized guy being realized. Yeah, and, and and you know it's been fun enough. Like I, like I get a big enough reaction out of people just 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 saying the truth and stuff. But right. then you, then you then you then at a certain point you mobilize. Like, okay, time to. Time to do something. Time to have a mission. Time to do something with this. That's which what that course, sword thing means. Which, of course, you know is exactly what Buddha did 500 years earlier. Mm-hmm. Went to the woods and was tempted in three ways. Yeah, and the genuine, the actual people who academically study the life of the the real life Jesus, the, the potentials of the, they say that he was probably not the the son of a carpenter, but the son of like a stonemason who went who worked in that big port city over there, mm. um, and probably was encountering as a very very bright young man because by all actual historical accounts there was a Jesus, who was like this kind of like weirdly um, with it Aspergery, like awesome kind of alien kid who like spiritual Aspergers, yeah, like he, yeah. like he, yeah, he, like he would go to the he would go to the, um, the you know and debate the, the rabbis yeah. and stuff, and he was like this little little, little kid, you know, big forehead that was like like right. freaking people out, and 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 that kid, if his dad was a you know a craftsman who worked in a port city, you know, and he would he would he would if, with his inquisitive mind, he he. 
by all rights, might have encountered like Eastern philosophy coming off of these boats. Oh, interesting. People bringing resources into wherever he grew up. I it's can't... funny that you make it intellectual. I've never thought of uh, Jesus in that way. I've always thought of it more of a heart condition. <laughs> like, like, because I, I am actually pretty obsessed with how, how shabby and shitty things come out when we speak them. And any mystically inclined person will probably tell you that. It's like we're speaking about the unspeakable. You mentioned that earlier. Right. Don't you feel like there's something – that's why we have Joseph Campbell coming in and saying these stories – while not literally true, are something more than literally true. They speak to the condition of your of your heart. They speak to heartbreak. They speak of messiahs and Hitlers and, and these things that we can't quite rationalize. Yeah, they, we draw, need story. they draw a frame. I think he used the metaphor of drawing a frame around nothing. Just The story is just the frame so that you can give yourself permission and focus to look at the nothing. Mm. Because the nothing's all around you. It's the most obvious thing in the world, but only through a, a story do you get to contemplate it? Mm. So it's it really just like imagine like some hipster museum where you you your art gallery where you know you went in and there was a, just a frame hanging on the wall. I'm right. sure some assholes thought this. For I'm sure. sure they've done it too. The, I believe the friends did it over their people. <laughs> That was a laser <laughs> reference. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> so uh, when when it came to where did you land? I mean, oh, well, I know. I you know, I'm you know, I I I landed where I think Campbell landed is, which is that mythology, which is is that is it's all the it's all the same, and it, there there is no you don't pay, have to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. The people telling you that you have to are. Are corrupt to the soul, like they they are. They've been indoctrinated into a a, a kind of sickness. Mm. I mean, Campbell never went that far. He never hated on anything. But but I, I I add to his viewpoint about about mythology. It's like 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 I just like I I'm I'm always ranting about this because I, I I attract uh, an atheist audience like because I'm they they're very smart and they're very skeptical and they're and 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 I and I and typically I, pretty funny. Like I mean like a absolutely. lot of every comedian I know is an atheist. And I don't think. I don't think that atheists are. I, 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 I think that they're. I think that's a that's a wonderful uh, choice. I, I, I mean, I, it's it's totally valid, and it's it is. I, I wish people would recognize that it is that science is is a, a kind of religion because all religion is about connection to the unknown, mm. and science is particularly aggressive yeah, of, yeah. about. It's like the most. I think we're all in that religion first and foremost because we've all agreed by using telescopes and microscopes and driver's licenses and lasers that we've that our job is to find out as much as we can before we die as a species about right. where we came from. So so, uh, so anyways, the, I, the, and like the, quantum physics is like the weird Eastern religion version of it. You know, what yeah, I mean? that's, that's the meditators and the. Speculators, yeah, yeah, that's what we're finding out is that is that the, is that as you get closer to the origin of the universe, you have to start. Lo and behold, you have expanding to, again. You have to start being less decisive. You have to you have to stop considering observation to be to quote old camp. Sorry, to quote old camps, you go off to slay something and you end up slaying yourself. Right, right. You go off thinking you're going to be alone and you end up being surrounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what ha- we go in. The deeper we go, those sub 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 subatomic level string theory, all that sort of stuff, we end up with more wonderful questions, less certainty. And I don't say that with any like mm, suck on that science. Right. They enjoy it too. They're like, look, the mystery continues to unfold. Nobody is more passionate about not knowing things than a good scientist. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like like you there. And there's eighty five percent of all groups are dickheads. Eighty five percent of all 
scientists are a bunch of blowhard fucking like yeah. like like evangelical scientists that are just like bullying uh people uh and, and, and like are caught in their you know <laughs> I want a t shirt that just says eighty five percent and and, you, and your face and eighty five percent of all Christians <laughs> are fucking like oh, ridiculous I'm gonna put that up to ninety five but yeah <laughs> that's that's great. Uh the the the, the These are my people I'm allowed to the say difference that. is it has nothing to do with the actual thing that you think separates you. The difference is whether or not you're on the team of like I you know what I don't I don't know. Yeah. If you're looking through a microscope for the meaning of life, like like trying to find something, you you what's driving you is the idea that you there are things you don't know, and you right. have a, the most the biggest covenant with with the unknown. You're 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 in pursuit of it. You want to you want to run to it and embrace it, and you're like mm. looking for it. So so the 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 people who tell you that you either have to be an atheist or a Christian are like the people who tell you you either have to love Coke or Pepsi. Mm. You you have to – whenever someone tells you you have to be this or that, they're always lying, always. Mm. I cannot think of an example that like anyone who tells you about a dichotomy – And I'm not saying dichotomies aren't useful. I'm not saying we should get rid of them. But I'm telling you that anyone that tells you for a fact there are two kinds of people, there are two – you have to do this or that. You have to believe this or that. Either this is true or that is true. Those people are always lying. And if you turn what they're saying 90 degrees – so using Coke and Pepsi is the easy metaphor. Now we're looking at the ingredients. Now we're looking at corn syrup <laughs> ah, they, okay. versus water. Interesting. Like, like, like they're not telling you what you're really choosing. Mm. They're telling you to choose between Coke and Pepsi. They're not telling you that they're, they're distracting you. Like, yeah. like, like, and, and you're just choosing to drink corn syrup. Um, and, and, and that goes for – that just goes for everything. Republican, yeah. Democrat, the atheist, Christian, like, like good – True detective season two. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But hey, Dan. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that does bring me back to I, – I just – I've been looking at some more Terrence McKenna. He talks about personal experience. Someone else claiming to understand something is of no value to the individual. Right. And he goes, trust your instinct and seek it for yourself. And, and honestly, I think that's what Jesus was saying. He says to the disciples, he says, you'll do far greater things than these. He's like, run with the ball, as mm. I've said before. So it's this idea of, of, of not – taking anybody's word for it in that beautiful way. And for something else that you just touched on is never losing your, uh, as my friend Rob says, your what is it-ness. What mm. is this-ness? Don't make assumptions. Don't take it personal. There's there you go. two of the four agreements. I can ne- be impeccable in your language, and the fourth one I can never remember. Uh, do your best. Do your best. No one in L.A. can remember that because we're like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, that's how the conversation started. It was me, Derek Waters, and, and Aaron. We were, oh, yeah. we were like, we couldn't remember the fourth agreement, that's and we found so it was do your best. And we all at simultaneously went, oh. <laughs> and it was because we we're like, yeah, give me a break. Yeah, like, he, like, <laughs> it's so weird that you bring it up because I was just in, I was killing time waiting for uh, a breakfast table with my uh, with my friends, and we went to this new age bookstore in my neighborhood. And we found a book called The Fifth Agreement. And we were like, he, yeah, yeah. he forgot one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, you, someone sent me a picture of that book. Uh, the, the Fifth Agreement. And the, on The Fifth Agreement book, it says by Don Miguel Ruiz. With yeah. the guys, and, and something, something Ruiz. So it's like, The Fifth Agreement is give your son a job. I think. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> so what do you think? Let's boil it down to this. Uh, what do you think happens when you die? Do you worry about that? Uh, I do. I mean, I think that's a big, big, like, I'm 42 and I have not experienced enough death and I don't have coping mechanisms for it. Yeah. I really don't. I, I'm, 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 I'm really classically, and I never thought I was this guy, but I think that's because I was 25 and, you know, you just don't, 
you you think you know what death is and you're you, meditating you, it's just like <laughs> you don't and then something happens where you really start to think about death but then something happens where you notice that eh, yeah i don't really think about it that much and yeah. like, am i not thinking about it because i don't know i think i think i'm deeply troubled there but what about you your death I say, let's say... That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you are. I'm sorry. I thought you meant coping with other people's deaths. Uh, no, well, with I mean... With the idea of your own death. That's what... I mean, death is death. I mean, well, you know, we, 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 we lost our friend, Harris Whittles. Yes. Like, like, I... That was... When you said spiritual brag. <laughs> I thought of Will Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, spirit brag. Yeah. Spirit brag. I did. I thought of him, too. Uh, the... The... the it, it, I mean, I'm... Either ashamed or proud to say, I don't know that 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 like I it, that that was one of the closer battleship hits, you yeah, know, for me. And I didn't even I didn't I wasn't I didn't hang out with him at all, really. Sure. I was I just kind of knew him, like, sure. and, and yet that's how far I've made it with that little. Um, and and I really like I was unsettled to observe what was happening inside of me hmm. um, in coping with. Uh, the loss of a, of, 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 a, of a real person. Hmm. Um, I, I think before that, death is about, it's something that grandpas do. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't talk to them on the phone too much. <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny that you say that. On the way in, I Because then you're going to have to look at them in a box. And, and she, ah, oh, I see what you're saying. Try to keep your distance between the phone call and the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I call my parents, and the older they get, the more I get updates on people who are dying. And it's very difficult. Yeah. I try and be all zen and, oh, death is a part of life, and hospice is lovely. And I'm just like, Ooh, gross. Well, think, I mean, think Scary. about it. Well, it's a, we, still, yeah, we still think of it as an, oh, well, I should speak for myself. I mean, we, but I think this is a societal thing. We've categorized it as an illness. Yeah. Like, we, we, we just, like. It, we think aging is an illness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, oh, God. And, yeah, we all want to be 13, and that's getting grody. And, and the, the, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't. I can't. I think about the concept of my parents getting sick, and I start. I just like beyond starting to freak out. Mm. I don't even. There's a huge wall of denial there Mm. that I know. Aaron, my wife, like my wife. She (laughs) loves. Sorry, we're talking about death. Any joke. Any joke. (laughs) Any Borat. Any Borat is going to solve the pain. Um, The she lost her mom when she was still developing as a human being, Mm. and and that really kind of defines her her personality and her cosmology. The and she rightfully says to me when it comes up, she's like, "You are, you know." She doesn't put it. I'm gonna this is gonna make her sound like a bad guy, but she's. I mean, she's like, "You are on a collision course." <laughs> like mm. she's observing the way that I like interact when, with my family, or yeah. rather, don't, yeah. and the way that I cope with death, or rather, don't. And she's like, "You are, you're, he- I, I, you are headed for." And I'm married to you, and I'm gonna have to. Yeah. If you, when your dad dies, and he's going to, like you, you're, I'm, you, you, like she's almost kind of mad at me in advance because she's like, you call him and tell him you love him, you know that kind of stuff because I can't. It's just like you're gonna be one of those fucking Hamlet guys, huh. you know, making your dad's death a big deal, even though you didn't talk to him for five years before right. he died. Like, like, just fucking email him, you dumb, self-indulgent, death-denying asshole. Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark Maron said to me, I think about it all the time, he goes, your humbling will be great. He hates how happy I am. And he said that to me. So I feel like... <laughs> Maron yeah. is so committed to, to I know. Grinchity. I know. <laughs> your humbling will be great. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh God! He really means it. I, oh no! He, like, great for him. He can't. <laughs> wait, wait, like, he, he means great as like, in Great Britain, like <laughs> like big. He means like oh, oh like, for me, oh, yeah, yeah. it'll be big. But great like, for him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's either two things. Either he means it's gonna he's gonna have a front row seat and be eating popcorn, or maybe he's gonna be responsible. Ah, uh, he could be uh, tying me to train tracks could, in the could future. Be a threat, and then he'll eat popcorn while he's waiting for the train to hit <laughs> yeah. me. And then he's like, this popcorn's not salty enough. Yeah, that's. The last thing you hear before you die is Marin. <laughs> up, up next is yeah. uh, uh, the shit. I was trying to think of like a oh, the like tra- Zach Galifianakis, and you're like, God damn it! The interview. I didn't even get to hear the interview. <laughs> and and gotta, the train hits me, and he goes, "Ow!" I just shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Squarespace ad. Then he picks up my dead <laughs> head, and he goes, "We good? That's how I die. That's how I die." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, so you have some denial of death. What do you think happens, though? Like, you, uh, I inject you with a painless thing right now, and a three, two, one, what do you think? Lights out? I think, I think lights out, because I think that consciousness is a manifestation of, of... Gray matter? Yeah. I think, I think, I think that, but I don't, that doesn't, that's not to say I don't, yeah, I I think it's, I think that's the difficult thing for us to cope with, is that, is that, is that when we talk about spirituality, we're talking about a relationship with what came before, yeah, stuff and, and what's behind it. We're really talk, but we're conditioned to believe that 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 nothingness is bad, and we should. Like a fish is conditioned to think that air, air is, is bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the so it's 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 <laughs> and, and and but then when that fish dies and it's you know it is, we don't want to think of ourselves as dead fish. I think that's part of the problem. Like we good we, band name. We, <laughs> the just the fish. whole sentence. We don't want to think of ourselves as dead. <laughs> <laughs> just to make it difficult for everybody yeah 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 better google <laughs> you'll find our website if you yeah. type that in impossible hashtag though to, to <laughs> like, like, it's like you can only say good band or bad band and then the hashtag <laughs> you don't give you room for your good own band. personal <laughs> we don't want to think of us as a dead fish god it took I, up the whole thing just went to <laughs> <laughs> what a great time at the <laughs> new basis announced uh. <laughs> <laughs> um the uh goddamn oh yeah well it's just I, I mean it's it's like yeah it's oh you're saying just, nothingness might not be that bad well have you ever had like any kind of procedures yet have you been anesthetized no or like put under i uh i had a, a couple of um i had like a endoscopy and then i recently oh had wait a, i had an endoscopy i guess i was they, mildly they, anesthetized well they put did they put you under did they knock you out they put me under enough but i could still hear them say swallow 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 because I had to swallow the camera. Oh, well, okay. And I was blowing my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that sounded terrifying. I thought you were, like, like, it sounds like you, were, you weren't supposed to be awake, and they're like, swallow, swallow. You got- oh, no, no, no. When you got an endoscopy, you had to assist with no. your muscles. No, no, no. You didn't? No, Grandpa. You were out completely, and they just shoved it down you? Yeah. You deep-throated the, the camera. They knocked me out, and that's, I'd never been knocked out before. And I said to the anesthesiologist, I said, will I dream? And she said, no. Hmm. Like just confidently, because obviously they've studied this stuff, oh. and so I'm like, okay, so like that, and then and then they they put you know they they you got you already got a hose in your arm, and and then they they put they put something so they don't even give you a shot, they just put something new in your bag hmm. instead of glucose or whatever saline or whatever they're putting in you, and then. And then you 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 feel it go cold, and you you can feel it entering your bloodstream, like Neo. And then they start rolling you toward the the 
OR like while it, yeah and, and 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 as you're rolling like um and I, there's a, there's a euphoria that comes over you and, and I, I, I I've had two procedures now I had a I had a biopsy and an endoscopy and both times this happened like I ro- rolling toward the toward the OR which you never see and um and and I start like smiling and going like um what is this stuff and 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 they and then they always answer and I never remember like I think ah. like like I'm, I think I think that nothing's gonna you know like I can't even remember yeah. like shit that was said ten minutes ago and right. I think I'm you're gonna, not gonna remember I after think, a procedure and like what am I gonna do go ask for it at yeah. like, the ah. pharmacist anyways next they, time if you do uh, you know I don't want that to happen but if you have another mild procedure and you get an anesthetized go write down what this is for me <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need to update that the, too the, so you, you, you count the, like in the endoscopy they said count count backwards from ten to one and uh, and I you know I stood ten nine. I don't remember how far I got, but I sure yeah. as hell didn't get to one. And then nothing, yeah. nothing didn't exist. And then you wake up, and now, now, now there's all kinds of things about the experience. Uh, my throat hurts. Uh, uh, I'm cranky. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, give me my phone. I want to write this down. Uh, uh, what, what's going on? Where's my wife? I, 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 Why I, am I, I erect? I hate doctors. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, but but more importantly, it was like in between there. Yeah. Oh, I was gone and. There was nothing wrong with that. Mm. It was fine. This is a free podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that 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 made me a little more comfortable. I love with that. It. God, really I ask everybody the death question. I think that's a fantastic <laughs> one, and it reminds me of Dana Carvey's. He goes, "Where were you during the Renaissance?" I love that one. Where were you? Where were you during the Renaissance? Where were you oh, during the American Revolution? Because that's where you're going. That's where you're going. You go back there. Well, oh Dana. Although yeah, he's great. Although you know, your reincarnation folks would say you were you were uh, you know yeah a and, painter. And in a way, they're well. That's yeah. That stuff's kind of you're always something cool. That stuff's kind of dumb, isn't it? Like 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 isn't it really? Like, I go that, back and forth. I think that's really anti-spiritual. The idea that that because it's so clingy to identity, that's crazy. The idea that you were someone else. Yeah, but I don't think you remember. Like when they ask Ramdas, who I, obviously I'm obsessed with him as well, and not just Joseph Campbell, but Ramdas as well. They say, "Do you are, are you can, interested in your other lives?" And he's like, "No. What does that have to do with me? I have no memory of it. It's like it's fun. well. It's like because you were. How could you? Why would you have been one person? Why why not embrace the idea that you were?" Everyone, and I agree that with that. You are going to become everything, and I think die. the th- tens and thousands. I don't know. I am. This is weird. I don't know what kind of peace people get out of that. That almost feel. Oh, well, I, okay. I guess the peace is that they're playing some video game and then they're never going to die. To me, that seems more uh, like a nightmare. I, and I'm hearing myself talk, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, why am I? Why am I putting value judgment on other people's mythology? But I, I choose. I don't choose that that model of consciousness because to me that defeats the purpose. Campbell talks about reincarnation. He's like, it's not a literal uh, like anything. He's like, it's not a literal thing. It's the idea that there's more. Yeah, it's the idea that it keeps going. Yeah, like there were it's, uh, like the, in the equatorial like uh, civilizations, the ones that actually invented math and astronomy first. These you mean pa- America? <laughs> <laughs> they were particularly brutal, like more so than the hunter tribes that were that slowly moved and. Eventually consumed them and stole their culture mm. and took it over with these patriarchies. You mean but America? The, <laughs> the, but Campbell talks about the savagery of these like first big civilizations to grow up in these um, equatorial regions where you could have agriculture because instead of identifying with the animals they were hunting and saying, I want to be a hawk, I want to be a bear, uh, they were like, I'm a plant. 
and plants are important and the moon is important and and they were particularly savage through our eyes because uh, about their like rituals and stuff because they truly believed that they were they, they they were that people were just another form of plant mm. and religious spiritually and and that and so hey cut off his head like it'll it'll mm. you know it'll grow back in another where it'll it'll roll on the ground and his blood will help the plants grow and that that's him in there and like like wow. like, like like you know it was just like we're leaves and we're we're flowers and some and of us get pruned and they grow yeah back. yeah yeah it's just like yeah who cares it's all a garden and it's all it's all it's all sustenance and so the, you know those are the people that would take like two virgins and have them fuck in a log cabin and then pull ropes that collapse the cabin on top of them at the I point of climax that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we've done some fuck yeah you, you, you don't do that when you're hunting woolly mammoth yeah, like yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't you don't have the luxury you're like which two virgins should we give up to the moon like right, no right, right. we need that virgin to right, right, right. not be a virgin and to make mammoth hunters <laughs> we got we got we got a mammoth to extinguish they sit her down um <laughs> hello virgin we need you to not be a virgin so we can make more mammoth hunters she's like better than the log that cabin thing my, my favorite judy bloom book <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been wonderful. We have one final thing, although I, I feel like you're just a, a delightful jukebox. I could put a quarter in and, and listen to you go on anything. Um, and now you can control me with an app from the bar. Is that true? Yeah, jukeboxes, you don't have to go up to them anymore. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. I don't care for that. For some reason, Burbank is like the epicenter of this technology. <laughs> I think that's great. And I think it's great for women because when you see in movies and TV shows that the woman going to the jukebox is always like – Yeah, you get hit on by some – That's guy. always like the start of a bar fight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the girl – That's work. my lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She puts in some song and swings yeah. her hips too much and then – That's why every fight is to Shania Twain. <laughs> it's like every fight is to the worst song. You should give your girlfriend a quarter and say, go put on Kung Fu Fight. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> then we'll play that don't impress me much. <laughs> impression. Um, what is the hardest time you've laughed? That's what I'd like to know. Oh, boy. Or one of them. And take a moment. Take a beat. Yeah, yeah. Do you, a, do, you, do you edit this if I take too long? Because I, I really want to. I wouldn't really. I know. I feel like you're like me and you're, you really want to nail it. I'm trying to. Well, I came up with one recently that was real good for myself, I mean. Oh fuck, 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 fuck! I can ask you a different one while that cooks in your. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe it'll, maybe it'll. When you lay down to fall asleep at night, do you tell yourself any sort of story to help you fall asleep? No, you just fall asleep. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I yeah, I I stay up until I until I'm until you're dead. Yeah, you just conk out. Yeah, TV, writing, all that sort of stuff. I mean, I like yeah, whatever I can, whatever I yeah, watching movies or playing video games. I get this is like absolute textbook what you're not supposed to do <laughs> and the anesthesiologist comes in you go am i gonna dream and she's like no you're not even gonna reach rem sleep you're, you're barely sleeping uh when's the last time you cried uh well i mean i cried like eight times during that pixar movie me too yeah when the guy jumps out of the thing oh yeah yeah god i was crying yeah. Good movie. Okay. Okay, unless you got it doesn't have to be the hardest time you've laughed. It can just be one of the times you've laughed hard. Think about when you were a kid. It's, they're usually when you're a child. Really? No. I mean, I I to me it's like this is what's tough about it is that I have and I have I have experiences where I'm like laughing so hard, and then I like I I I say in a high pitched voice like I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like and I really mean it. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, lo- I love those moments. I've never done this, but I have to pee, and we're clo- we're close <laughs> to two hours anyway. Uh, 
Call me, leave, <laughs> leave it on my voicemail, and I'll play it with this episode. Okay. Does right. that work? Sure, sure. Unless you want to think about it more. No, no. I, I, I really can't. My, my brain is a sieve. Like, I can't think of the last time I laughed. The, Don't even worry. What kind of soap do you use? These are the questions I'm looking down there. Uh, yeah. um, I, 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 whatever, whatever Aaron put some body wash or something. Are you using a loofah? Uh, <laughs> there's a loofah in there, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't shower a lot. <laughs> Have you ever been in a fight? Oh, God, yeah. Physical fight. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Tons. Tons? Not past the age of, like, 17. I thought you were going to run until, like, past the age of 40, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, riff, where did you grow up? Milwaukee. And you're fighting Milwaukee riffraff? I, well, I just, yeah, grew up, like, lower middle class, and, like, just, you just, you just fought everybody <laughs> in the neighborhood. Like, you just, you just, that's just how you settled. Your, your life was just level one of bad dudes. Yeah, I didn't even understand. Like, you can just tr- raise a human in any environment, and it's like, you didn't even think about the physical implications. You would just punch people in the face and get punched in the face, and you didn't think about, Jesus, I could lose a tooth or something. You're just, you're just like a kid, and you're just like, this is what you do. Like, 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 like you, you don't, you don't have discourse. You don't, it's like, I don't like you. You, 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 you just punch him in the face and think about it later. Yeah. Why did I punch him in the face? Yeah. And my, my, my big brother was a big part of that because he was such a, he was a pretty hands-on big brother. So, Is he dead so, now? Uh, no. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a while, but I, when I was a kid, yeah, I was just like, you, he, he was just like, that's how he expressed himself. So I was like, like well, okay. I, that's like another hello. Yeah. Or like, uh, I don't, I, no, I'm not going to do your chores. <laughs> it's kind of an aloha in that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I remember, I remember my brother on top of me punching me because I wouldn't clean the living room because it was on his chore list for the day. And I was like, I'm not going to do your chores. And he's like, do it or I'll beat you up. And I said, go ahead, fucking beat me up. And uh, and I remember I was in the front lawn and he was on top of me. And he was – this is like my big spike. This is like big origin story moment. Yeah. My brother on top of me punching me in the face endlessly and like – and and then he starts crying and he goes like, "How hard do I have to hit you to make you do what I want?" Oh and I was like, God. "That is on the nose." Uh. <laughs> like he really said that. Like that is insane. And I, I, it just made me so happy. I was like, "That's it. This is my life. Like uh. I, I want to be this guy." <laughs> Because mom and dad are going to come home, and you are so fucked. Like, yeah, my face looks like fucked. hamburger, and it's because you're a fucking corrupt politician. Uh, and the living room yeah. is a mess. And you're either going to clean it, or you're going to get your ass beat so hard. Now you have to clean up my blood. Uh, that's going to be great. I, would, I, would, I, I wish you had blinded me. <laughs> oh, that you had blinded me. <laughs> oh, man. This was tremendous. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you're aware that we had to reschedule several times we were going through Scott. Oh, I was very aware. Were you? No. Well, I mean, I was, I was dimly aware. I, was, uh, I knew I kept getting rescheduled. Yeah. I apologize for that. I just, you know, one of the times I was just like something came up, but like well, I didn't want to waste it. I didn't want to give you a day where my brain didn't feel good and oh. I have ups and downs. And I was like, I don't want to talk about Joey Camps today. Oh. And today I did. I'm glad it worked out. That's very flattering. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've been looking forward to having you and I'm glad he came on and harmontown is the podcast and check it out all right and the movie which i watched which was wonderful so long uh, oh you uh, say keep it crispy oh keep it crispy that's how we end the episode because it needs a feeling of being done so you, that <laughs> that can count that can count you know what i mean that's the saddest reason for having something. It needs the feeling of being done. Otherwise, I mean, look, it's still going. It's I know, like a ball of yarn. It just keeps unraveling until you say keep it crispy. I just think about you saying that after sex now. Uh, no, after sex I say, how hard do I have to hit you? No, come on. Dan. Keep it crispy. 
<laughs> I don't hit women. <laughs> That's great. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 